Welcome back, sisters, to another hour of women's liberation music. This week will be touching very close to home for me, close to my hearth and my heart. While the focus is intensely personal, we know as radical feminists nothing personal occurs in a vacuum. It is always a reflection of the broader political context of male rule. In this case, for me, male rule wrecked my world through male gun violence. Eight years ago to this day, my then male neighbor shot and killed my beloved dog companion while I was at work. Just saying that aloud again, how many times have I said that? Still catches me. For years afterwards, I kept an online journal of my process as an attempt to piece together my sanity, my life, and my enduring connection with this creature named Phoenix. Yes, (laughs) we shared the same name. I named myself Phoenix in 1997, and when I adopted this puppy in 2000, From the parking lot outside a local grocery store, I promised to name him after the girl child of the woman who had rescued him and had put him up for adoption. Because that little girl child, her daughter, this woman's daughter, was so sad to let him go. Her name was Phoenix, too. (sighs) That seemed like the sign for me right then to adopt this dog, even though I had no plans to do it and had an aging dog at the time. Soon after that, though, I added another X to my name so as not to confuse us. While I have always loved dogs and found great comfort in their companionship, Phoenix and I shared a unique bond, and his murder profoundly affected me and my life and all of my relations at the time. It reordered everything. It turned everything upside down. Some recovered and some did not. I've been to the brink of madness The depths of rage and grief have truly crawled through the ashes of the ruins and made the conscious decision to return to the living so that I could find out what else she, spirit, has in store for me. And I've not been disappointed. I love my life. I adore my subsequent and current creature companions. Myrrh, Beetle, Farron, Amoja, and Hestia, my Basset to this day. (laughs) And I adore my life's work for and with women. The grief over the violent loss of this particular creature relation never, never leaves me. And I'm okay with that. I'm not one to feel shame or feel like I have to... Uh, figure out a way psychologically to change my grief or quote-unquote heal because I know that the depths of my grief also reflect the depths of empathy that I have for the state of all women, the state of femaleness all over the planet that must face this kind of violent cesspool of madness, rage, 
and despair day in and day out. I also know through experience that the strength of, of the strength of my resilience, I know what that is. I know what that feels like. And also I know my own will to say yes to life and to fight back. I've chosen songs to reflect madness, rage, despair, grief, and resilience, particularly the call back to living. I hope there are pieces that you can fold into the narrative of your own life experience and resilience as you listen this next hour. I will also be reading some from my journals from eight years ago for context and for continued repair. I affirm that all of this will offer important threads to the continued strengthening of our collective women's liberation from male hatred and male violence. Blessed be. Take good care. Auta luonto, anna voima, te vereni vahvemmaksi. 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 Luonto, anna voima, te vereni vahvemmaksi. Auta luonto, anna voima, te vereni vahvemmaksi. Auta luonto, anna voima, te vereni vahvemmaksi. Auta Ja, 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 ja,
Vereni vahvemmaksi, autan luonto, annan voimaa te 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 vereni vahvemmaksi, autan luonto, annan I must now go back to that night I came home from work on March 19th and discovered what happened. Phoenix escaped from the fence. I am guessing because there were gunshots in the distance as there had been in the late afternoons recently. Men hunt around the place. Phoenix has always been terrified by gunshots and thunder. He would get frantic and desperate. One time during a storm, he pushed the screen out of a window and climbed inside, breaking everything in his path. He was inconsolable. So I think he probably had one of those experiences to squeeze through a very slim opening of the fence which we had repaired a week before. I came home to a message on my answering machine from this person telling me Phoenix had escaped from the fence. I called my neighbor back frantically because Phoenix was not around. I am told something terrible has happened. I fall to my knees and scream, Where's Phoenix? Where's Phoenix? No answer. Where is my dog? I scream into the phone, completely frightened and already imagining the worst, the unspeakable the incomprehensible. I am on the ground, my head to the floor when I am told what happened, that he had shot my dog. I hang up and keen. 
This is what women do in the face of something like this. We wail. For a few moments I keened and I called my immediate friends and tribe mates and partner who was still at work and left hysterical messages on their answering machines. I had to find Phoenix. I was told his body was in front of the truck on the property between us. I ran to him and collapsed behind his body and held on. This is what I did. Others have said they would have gone after the killer, called the cops, etc. All of me, the entirety of my being, knew only one thing. Go to Phoenix and hang on. Don't let go. Don't leave. Hang on. And I did all night and into half the next day. I was hysterical. I mean, there were times that I thought I was coming unglued. And I knew my partner and I both knew that we had to get out of that house, sell the house and move. That was the fuel that kept me glued together. So by day we worked our usual jobs plus cleared and cleaned the house to get it ready to sell. And by night I would collapse into tears, usually beginning with the drive home from work and through the time I crawled into bed. It was amazing that we both had the energy necessary to do such a big endeavor. And the anger, the anger was immense. When I let myself feel it, I could see how others would want to hurt someone with it. And I did want to hurt my neighbor with it. So many times, in so many ways. There is no way he could not have heard or felt my rage in the air. Though I was never direct about it because I was concerned about our safety for the remaining time we had to be there. To the end of the earth I search for your face For the one who laid all of our beauty to waste Through our hope into hell and our children to the fire I am the one who crawled through the wire I am the one who crawled through There's a million sad stories on the side of the road Strange how we all just got used to the blood Millions of stories that'll never be told Silent and froze in the mud Silent and froze in the mud I know the cold is cold as it Darkness is darker than cold A wind that blows as cold as it gets Blew out the light of my soul Blew out the light of my soul I dream in my sleep, I dream in my Sunny street, not so far away. Or up in a window, a curtain will sway. And you and I'll meet down below. You and I'll meet down below. And I know the cold, as cold as it gets. I fight a war, I may never see one. I live only to see you 
Stop killing us. Stop killing us, and we will not say please. We are not yours to fix, to grope, to scrutinize or exercise, crucify or chop. Do not discard me, curse me, invade me, parade me, sell me TV thin, or shut me down to insist I can be saved. I cannot. I am not yours to define, to render, to enslave. I am only queer because you are not, brother. I am only this other side of you screaming. Stop.
And so I turn back to remembering March 20th, spring equinox, the day following his death. There are three women who come to help dig a grave for Phoenix, to return him to the earth after my almost 18-hour vigil with him. My journal has one sentence to record that day. Quote, four women from the four corners return Phoenix to the earth. Unquote. It was exactly that. We each sat at the edge of the grave, and handful by handful, we broke up the dug-up dirt and gently let it fall around his sweet body. It was totally silent except for the sound of earth falling. We didn't plan it ahead. We didn't talk about it. It was magically natural, like we already knew what needed to be done and how. There was a peace to it. Even though at the time I did not feel peaceful, my hair was frayed and crazed, my eyes looked wild, animal-like, and I felt just like that, frayed, crazed, and wild animal-ish. Yet there I was doing something deeply peaceful for my beloved companion on Spring Equinox with women. He was her only child, her baby boy. She was his second daughter, her father's pride and joy. Somebody's mother, brother, best friend, sister, lover. Maybe an A1 student running, hiding, taking cover. The women gather, crying tears that fill a million oceans. It doesn't matter where you're living. The Not in this neighborhood It doesn't happen here Our kids have everything What do we have to fear? But what about the ones who say This happens every day? Drugs and violence take our children How much more death can come our way? The women gather crying Tears that fill a million oceans It doesn't matter where you're living The women gather crying Tears that fill a million oceans Don't you know Some bullets find their targets Bombs can take you right on cue Some in the hands of babies Or officials and their crew Claimed a brother had a gun She fit the profile in my book Running, hiding, taking cover Didn't take the time to look Somebody's mother, brother, best friend, sister, lover The women gather crying tears that fill a million oceans It doesn't matter where you're 
I went for a hike on my birthday that year, eight days before Phoenix was killed. It was a quick hike because I had to be somewhere, but one of the things I wanted for my birthday was a hike with Phoenix because it had been such a harsh, cold, cold winter, and we didn't have much activity except for the sled pulling, which that's another story I'll get to another time. So we hiked along the river for a while until the trail took up switchbacks to a rock outcropping. It had been several years since we'd done this hike, and I think it was probably on my birthday then, too. It was a pretty typical March day in the mountains, rainy, then a break, and then cool, then misty. I didn't mind one bit, and Phoenix was exhilarated to be off-leash. As we climbed, my eyes caught sight of a rock in the shape of a heart. I slowed down, touched it, started to pick it up, but talked myself out of it since I have so many found objects that I often lose track of their uniqueness. So onward and upward we climbed. At the rock outcropping, I could see the very full river below and the rolling mountains near and far. I made my birthday wish, turned to see Phoenix right by my side as usual, smiled at his sweet loyalty and kinship, and turned back to the trail. I'd forgotten about the rock. My mind was already moving on to thinking about how much time we had left. Phoenix had this thing he'd do sometimes. I might move something in the house that hadn't been moved in a really long time, something as small as a shell, and when he'd return to the room, he'd go right to the object or where the object used to be. Sometimes we made a game out of it. His instincts were incredible. So even though I'd forgotten about the rock, he hadn't and went right to it as we approached. Because of that, I picked it up and considered it a birthday gift from him. Needless to say, I will not forget this found object, this heart not to be left behind. If I were maybe a wolf or a dog, I wouldn't have to speak, wouldn't have to talk. Just eat my dinner and go for a walk And howl at the moon And if I were laying there just like you Or curled up the way dogs do I'd dream that dream that you're dreaming too And howl at the moon So sound, wake so nice. I'd keep real close to my old advice and howl at the moon. Oh, you know something I don't know. You go places I can't go. You lift your head when the
keep you close, oh I like you near. I'll touch your head and pull your ear and watch you resting while I sit here and I'll let the This is dated September 10th, 2010, and I've titled it The 25th Friday. I am home tonight early from work, so I am here at the time you were shot 25 Fridays ago. I look at your photo on my dresser, altar, and what I remember in my body is what I have come to name the life that was you and I, the relationship, the eye contact, the inadvertent leaning against, the reaching down and feeling your ear in my hand when we walk side by side, the feeling of you racing around the corner when I call you and your weight into my arms and against my legs as I lean down to greet you, the the leaping of all four of your paws in the air when I arrive home, the love beamed back and forth, back and forth between us, no matter what. Someone at work this week was recalling the time her father dropped dead right in front of her. They tried to revive him at the hospital, and while she waited, she said she prayed to Jesus for one of two things to happen. First, she prayed that he would be healed, and if not that, she prayed for the strength to bear it. When she told me that, I wanted to just weep right along with her. Her father died 20 years ago, and she said that she still feels broken by it. I cannot believe how we go on and on with such seemingly normal lives after this kind of loss. How do we do it? How do we have the strength to bear? And this from women who live in a relatively peaceful, very privileged life. I can only imagine how it is for women in places and situations far less privileged than mine, where the violence persists day after day. How do we do it? How have we done it over millennia? It's astounding. I don't really understand it. So here I am 25 days late, 25 Fridays later, changed in ways that are noticeable and changed in ways inside that no one will ever really understand, including myself. And Phoenix, your body is gone forever, buried in my backyard, probably decomposed beyond recognition now. Your spirit Well, it's somewhere, occasionally makes appearances through particular songs, periodic dreams, a sense of you sleeping in my room, sightings of deer, heron, and fox, and through this palatable love I call the life that was you and I. I don't know much about death, really. I know something more about life because of it. 
Maybe that's all we ever really know until we go ourselves.
This dream so tender Oh, the heaven hold I will not work my will Against the ice and snow And though I love you still I will let you go Forever changed We make the turn changed and still the candle burns in the little room where I will always be I'll meet you there forever changed when sorrow seems to loom and the tangles twine look for Candles shine in the night sky Okay, I just had a good, good sob. Yeah, making it real, keeping it real. Okay, here's an entry from March 19th, 2016, so two years ago, uh, and it marked six years since uh, Phoenix was killed. 
And all of these entries I have been addressing, Phoenix. Good morning, beloved Phoenix. Today, it is six years since you were murdered, cruelly taken from me. As the years have progressed, I have walked the labyrinth's weaving path of forwards and backwards, inward and out. I have wept from the deepest grave beside your bones, incapacitated and hopeless. I have scoured your silken remains and found no bullet to return, no restoration or writing of this injustice. I have raged against ghosts and madness, having to stay mindful of my safety and preservation in the world. Beetle and I have found a loving shared path together somehow, and now she too has died. I imagine you too have joined forces and sent me Hestia, my Basset, who is a blend of your silly gleefulness, Phoenix, and your intensity, Beetle. I have found joy again, companionship and camaraderie with this new four-legged, and I still weep at the injustice, the missing what was completely unique to us, Phoenix, and for the natural course of the rest of your life. Of course, by now you likely would have died from natural causes of age, wear and tear. After all, you'd be 16 this coming July, and I still wonder what the rest of our time together would have brought on this side with one another. What I know on this day, the sixth anniversary passage through the keyhole of the needle that I must pass through all alone. Thank you, Chris Williamson, for that line. Is that not everything returns from the deep? Not everyone takes new form. There are truly some things, some configurations between beings that just live once. I have said goodbye to my relations with many over these six years since you have been taken, and I realize for the first time that some of them, two of them in particular, will never return. It's a very painful realization for someone who does have some deeply buried belief that life seeks to return, to repair. I do think that it is an, that is a natural law. I feel assured by it just in watching the wheel turn year after year after year. And I also now understand that some threads of life are too weathered, too frayed, that they easily rot in the deep. There is no preservation possible, Phoenix, no repair, no return. This, too, is a natural law, and I'm not even sure about the compost metaphor anymore. In other words, I'm not even sure that the death end of some relations serves as some ideological compost for something new. It's too abstract a leap for me. It seems just too big. It's a bit new toxic age thinking for me. Some things just end, die, stop. Clearly, clearly though, you and I have not. We have this incredible woven web between us that now includes Beetle and Hestia, Farron, and Emoja. I am so grateful for this. All of this we have worked to create again in our labyrinth path. I am not the same woman because of you, because of us. And I see the strength of weaving in that in this way, daring to go beyond the supposed limits of death in ways that those relations that have ended, stopped, died, did not have the courage or integrity to do. I am proud of our tenacity, Phoenix. I am proud of the life that is you and I. My love always.
Thank you, sisters. Yes, thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week to this particular personal hour of women's liberation music. I do truly feel on the other side of this anniversary and I'm deep, deeply grateful. Here's my Bassett running and playing with her toy. Um, I'm deeply grateful for a venue to voice 
some of this journey of my return. And I hope that there's been something this last hour that has fed you in a necessary way. And I end with a particular, hello Hestia, I end with a particular Chris Williamson song that has stayed beside me like a good friend these last eight years, reminding me of the path of transformation through the crazies and back. So I'll catch you in two weeks, sisters, and until then, may you each continue to navigate your way through the crazies of male supremacy, knowing that our collective voice of liberation is way greater and stronger and so much more interesting. Blessed be all my love to you. Take good care. She had boarded down the bedrock Beyond the if and when And the meadowlark was singing Somewhere down the draw And the stormy sky was ready To hit the tooth and claw No amount of weeping Crawling naked in despair Could change the crazy way she felt Or change this sad affair Somewhere near the crazy She lived by decree And when it came to call on her She felt herself go free She stands her ground She stands alone And she stands the pressure And she stands the pain And she stands the crazies again heart began to soar and the wolves and angels gathered round they come to seal the door no thief was harbored in the night no traitor's voice was heard where she'd hung in chrysalis now flies the singing
She had a change of scene by her own heart. She knew her life had faded into dream. No more arrows in the quiver. No more moaning in the night. And somewhere near the crazy, she felt the wound go bright. And she stands steadfast. She stands the crazies again. She stands steadfast and she stands on her own. And she stands.